Hey guys. We're, I'm doing an intro. Wow, was voice crack. Today on Two White Guys Talk About Things That Don't Really Matter. Accurate. We're going to talk about some stuff and some things. Just like any podcast. Some conversation points. All right. Um, First up, recently, the PlayStation 5 was released in North America. We're just getting right into it? Yes. Sure. All right. Yeah. So, uh, first up, we should probably say our names, I um, think, before we start talking about something else. I go by Pepe. And he, just say your name. He goes by... Brady. Brady. Um, wow, this is already set. No. Okay. So, about two and a half months ago, we stood out from what, for three hours in front of an EB Games. Yeah, I guess it was about three hours. Uh, we were able to pre-order two disc tray versions of the PlayStation 5. We met a, a good guy named Alex. Yeah, that was a bit... Uh, it was a very interesting thing. It was very, like, um... Like, you ever watch a show like Survivor? Or, like, The Bachelorette? <laughs> if you want to be a little more... Haha. Uh-huh. But, anyway. Like that, yeah. But, um... Is it flat? That was good? Yeah. It's good. I'm glad it was good for you. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, uh, like literally, like they came out and there was probably a little over 30 people there. Yep. And we were there like, we were there probably like an hour or two after a bunch of people already showed up. Yeah. And we were already like 11 and 12th in line. Yeah, we were worried that we weren't going to We were worried it. that we weren't even going to be able to get it. And then... We were 12th and 13th. No, 11, 12, Alex was 13th. Okay. Alex was the last one. Because then you had like 20 other people behind us. Yeah. And uh, this Karen and this one dude got in this fight over who was cutting somebody off way in the back anyway. So it's not like it mattered, but it was really entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so then they came out and, and they gave out these tickets as if you're being like, like you get to stay on the island, you get to stay on the island, you get to stay on the island. Everyone else is exiled. So like... Like, literally, like, it came down to three last tickets, and it was you, me, and then Alex got the last one, our new friend. So, our alliance worked. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it worked. I don't know why it worked. But but it it worked. But anyway, so then we got it, and we got the privilege to spend, like, $700. (laughs) Back when we had money. I never had money. You don't have money. We're broke. That's why we're doing it like this. It's because we're broke. Fago. (laughs) <laughs> but anyways the PS5 about two and a half three months later we acquired the PlayStation 5 consoles at set EB Games what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so we, we we got it and uh you only got Spider-Man I think right and obviously the, the game became pre-installed, Astro's Playroom. I played some Bug Snacks too. Did you? What's how's Bug Snacks? It's interesting. Because I haven't played it. I've only played a bit of it, but uh, I definitely like the whole like feel and aesthetic of it. Um, how it's all like you're like on LSD. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> there's some interesting stuff. It's really <laughs> trippy. Yeah. Is it creepy? It's a bit creepy, like. In what way? It's just weird. Yeah. Like it's a mix of. Animal Crossing, Veggie Tales, Pokemon, and Drugs. the 60s, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
Speaking of the 60s, you were talking about a topic today we can get into later. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now that's the list. Yes. Yeah, keep going. Um, but my honest impression of the PlayStation 5 so far is that it's amazing. The load times, I never thought something like that could happen that quickly on a console. Maybe on PC, but not on console. Mm. And the dual sense, the controller with haptic feedback. You almost said DualShock, didn't you? Yeah. Has ruined every other controller, controller for me. Yeah, me too. Because um, it's so. It was amazing. so off putting at first. Yeah. Because it was like. I was it, afraid I was going to break the triggers. Yeah, but then after a couple days, I tried playing my PS4 and my Xbox. Yeah, and it's, it's just. It's, it's not even close. No. I don't know how the Series X is going to compete in terms of controller. Because, yeah. like, I get those, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But there's some things that Need have to. room for improvement there. Yeah. After playing with the games. Perish. Yeah, especially because you need some games. That's true. They have one game yeah. that was coming out and they postponed it. Yep, and it was also for both generations. Hopefully they just put so the Series X now. Yeah. But um, I, think, I think the only game I can think of, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that was like exclusive to a next gen console, like wasn't on a previous gen, was Demon's Souls remaster. And technically it is because it was on the PS3 back in the day. Yeah. I guess you could maybe Astro's Playroom. It's not on the PS4. Yeah, so it's, a, it's the only console. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Game. You're right. Astro's Playroom yeah. is the only one. It's that and technically Demon's Souls. But really, Astro's Playroom is the only yeah. one. It's not a bad game, by the way. No, it, I, it's better than I I'm, I'm still stuck on the boss because mm. it's surprisingly hard for a person like me. Um, What's a person like you? A fago? <laughs> um, a person like me that's. I like playing games, but I'm not some obsessive weirdo fucking gamer that's like, ah, everything has to be correct. I'm not like that. Um, so it is it's surprisingly hard for me at the end. It's, it's, I keep getting frustrated because mm -hmm. it only gives you about three lives for like two bosses and I keep dying. So I just, you know what, I'm going to take a break from that. But it's... A really good free game. Like I think it's better than well, the free as in it came with a seven hundred dollar console. Yeah, but outside of that, I mean that's including tax. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with the UI, the UI I've gotten used to now. I really like it. Last night I was trying to use my original Xbox, the big fat one, the VCR one. My one complaint so with the UI is on the main menu. I have one complaint, and they may change this later, but I don't know if they will. You cannot have custom um, themes, and, themes and stuff. Yeah, I wish it was like... Which they've had since like the PS3, so I kind of miss that. the PS4 had some pretty cool like ones I liked. Like there was an 80s retro like play Vaporwave one. The Last of Us ones were really good. Yeah. And then uh, I had one from... One of my favorite games, of, one of my favorite indie games I've ever played is called Night in the Woods. Mm. They had this really great theme in there. It's just like, it's like, there's like a thing carved in the tree. It says New Possible Springs, which is the name of the town. It's just like this really good like... Creepy fall yeah. theme that I always use. Yeah, that's one thing I wish they did have is that the custom themes, or at least the ability to change some of the colors. Yeah. Of the back, at least. But that's a thing the Nintendo Switch did too that I don't get. That it doesn't have themes. Yeah. It's a Nintendo's never had that. No. At least with the Xbox, you could change some of the colors in the background still, but I don't. Which get Sony them. might add. I think they should. They'll probably add yeah. that bare minimum. I feel like just the way that they're heading in general is just no themes, stuff like that. I feel like they're they're thinking it's a thing of the past, which I don't personally get. 
Yeah. But plus they can make money off of it. Yeah. But not? the thing is like like the little windows that open up when you hover over like an app yeah. on the system takes up the entire screen so that like there's no room for things anyway. Yeah. Without replacing those. Yeah. And there's really no point to that. So Yeah. But. Um what other games have you played on the console? Other than Astro? Yeah. Well, both of us played through Miles Morales. Great game. Yeah. Make sure to put a spoiler warning on this. Uh, we're going to be talking about Miles Morales in a second. Which includes spoilers. Spoilers! But anyway, so... And then I've been playing a bit of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm not very far into the game. Um, at least I don't think so. And then you saw me play my entire experience with Demon's Souls. Yeah, and... Uh... Definitely a game that I will not buy. I will not buy any of the other games because I would not be able to handle that difficulty. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that one. I, I've never played any of the Souls games uh, or anything of like that kind of like style of game before. It's just, I don't know. I play games for story. Yeah. And with Demon Souls and everything, like you, you play that game for the challenge. Yeah. So it's a new experience for me, and I'll come back to it, but for now... You can hold me up to that, but for now, uh, I'm just kind of focusing on Assassin's Creed. I'm pretty much just waiting for Cyberpunk at this point. Yeah, which, Might if come. it does come out, yeah. December or whatever. It'll come out December 10th, 2023. Maybe. I honestly feel like uh, the delays for that game have... Isn't that just such a satisfying story? I have like, uh, killed a lot of the hype for it. Um, what did? All the delays for Cyberpunk. So I'm not really excited. Ticked for a lot of people off. Yeah. I wasn't really ticked off. I kind of saw it coming. Not to be that guy, but I mean, I I don't know. Even after they went gold, I was like, something, something's gonna happen. Yeah. Whether it's a COVID thing or some development thing, but something's gonna happen. Yeah. I I just I don't know why I knew that, yeah. but yeah. Um, but Miles Morales. Oh. Yeah. You want to start? Sure. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS5 features you playing as a young black teen, Miles Morales. But he's also Hispanic as well. But it really makes you feel the swagger, the style, and the sassiness of a black Hispano teen living in New York City in the present day. Who Winter. wrote that article, by the way? I don't It's... Yeah. This thing... it, it was such a stupid article. Like, I don't remember where we found it, but there was, there, there was this article that's like, it was an article or like a video or something where in the review the guy's like, you can just tell when he swings that it's full of the swagger of a black team. Yeah. It, it was such a weird thing to say. And completely skips over his Hispanic heritage, too. Yeah. And, and then I saw one article, I don't remember where I found it, but it was like, the game makes you feel like a black teenager. Yeah. And I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, real talk about the game. Yes. Uh, we're not going to go over the entire plot, but we, we can talk about something. Um, I think first we should just talk about the uh, the overall like like the graphics and the experience and the gameplay, everything like that. Yes. Um, graphic wise, I think it's probably if you want to showcase the PS5. Yeah. That's probably the best game right now. Uh huh. I uh, did the. Uh... Fidelity mode and the performance mode. Mm. The performance mode is isn't as great graphically. It doesn't have ray tracing. Yeah, it but does it's have like... sixty frames. Mm -hmm. And I actually find it kind of hard going back to the four K RTX 
fidelity mode. Really? I never bothered switching it. I just kind of because it's so smooth with the sixty yeah. frames. I just really liked like when a snowstorm oh, flew in. Yeah. So I just never switched it because mm -hmm. it was like I don't want to lose that. Um, but yeah, and then the the gameplay obviously it's very reminiscent of the first game. Mm -hmm. But with some subtle changes that really makes it feel like it's a different character. Yeah. You know, while still fitting it being a Spider-Man game. Yeah. So, like, really, I guess in a lot of the animations is what helps change that up. Like, like when he's swinging around and everything like that. He just does things in a very different style than what Peter does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, um, a lot of it is also, like, very sloppy compared to Peter. Yes. <laughs> because you can tell he's only been at this for a couple months, mm -hmm. which I thought was, that's something I really appreciated. Um, and then the, the suits. Yes. They, the suits. Insomnia keeps nailing that. I, I was thinking about this the other, a uh, couple hours ago when I was playing the remaster of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how, like, what suits are they going to put in the second game? Or the third game, technically, I guess. Well, we, spoiler warning, uh, we know that Venom's going to be in the game, yes. so they've been holding out the black suit for a reason, mm -hmm. right? I guess the symbiote suit, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of black suits now, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they've been holding that off. Um, I don't know if they're if how that's going to work. We'll, we'll we'll get into the sequel in a second. Yeah. But sticking to Miles Morales before I get sidetracked, like I always do. Um, Sorry about that. It's just a car bomb. <laughs> it was not <laughs> there's multiple dead people outside no right there's now. not I don't know why that's the first thing that went to my mind <laughs> too much uh, too much uh, too many riots on YouTube yes. so, so Miles Morales <laughs> yeah so well, where did I leave off no, Talking about the suits. Right. Um, yeah, uh, the suit designs are so great. And, and most of them, compared to the first game, most of them were original to the yeah. game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think only a few of them came from the comics. Because mm -hmm. even even like the classic suit is their own take on the suit. Yeah. Um, what, what did you say was your favorite suit out of all of them? Because we're not going to sit here and list every suit. My favorite suit is probably the Purple Rain suit. That's a good one. The one that looks like the Prowler. Yeah, I love, I love that suit. Um, yeah. And then I like the Bodega Cat. I was about to say that. And then I like the, I don't know if it's the end suit, where he has like cool camo pants. Yeah, I think it's called End Times. Yeah, that's my, that's one of that might be my favorite suit. That one is from the comics. Yeah? There's, there's a comic line, I don't remember what it's called. It wasn't reviewed very well, I don't think. Uh, it has some weird ideas, but basically it's like the end of... Miles Morales' story, I guess, where it's like he's an old man, and that's what he's wearing and everything. I, I don't know why he's wearing a, a hood and stuff. It looks cool. Yeah. But he's he's an old man, and the whole thing's like the end of his story and his time as a superhero, and he's like this rough guy now, um, which they've done with Peter Parker a couple times like that. Yeah. Um, old man Logan style, basically, if you've ever read that comic. Pretty, pretty sure most people know about that. No, I know people, most people know about it. I'm just saying, like, if they've read it, they know what to what to expect. Um, but, yeah, I'd say my favorite suits, personally, I like the programmable matter suit. Oh, I totally forgot about that That's one. That's a cool one. That's the one I used for most of the game after I yeah. unlocked it, just because it kind of reminded me of the uh, anti-ox suit from mm -hmm. the first game. 
Yep. I also really like the the Uptown Harlem suit. Yes. Which, even though it's really simplistic, like they just swap the the red outline with like a gold, it just pops really well. Yeah. It looks looks really yeah, good. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it's fine. Um, I also like the suit that Peter gives him, mm-hmm. just because it, it it just works so well. Like the hand down. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's totally not one that I just didn't use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I like how he puts like safety pads on him, like yeah. like on the on the. Uh, elbow pads and like pads, yeah. yeah. Just because he doesn't trust them full enough yet, <laughs> like, like um, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, I think the one that has probably been getting a lot of time on Instagram is the uh, is the bodega cat suit. Yes. Because everyone just loves Spider Cat. Uh huh. And I like how like he adds to the Spider Man the cat. Excuse me. Spider Spider Man. I'm sorry, but I guess there's three Spider Man. But, yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Keep going. I wanted to hit you right there with how you were looking at me. Screw you. What? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the uh, the story, though. What do you think of the story compared to the first game? Like, we can get into details about it. We'll so with the story, I feel like it's a good story. It's not as good. As the but first one. It didn't have as much time. Yeah. And I don't think it had their full team on it. Yeah. Um... I like the story quite a bit. I feel like there's a couple of things where it was inconsistent, but mm-hmm. that could just be the way I played it. Yeah. Well, what did you think? Let's just go through the, some of the major characters first. Like, Miles first off. Miles is great. Amazing. Uh, whoever, I think his name's James Him? I don't know. The, the name of the voice actor. I could be mixing that up with the guy who does the, like, the face motion capture. But, um... Whoever played the part did an amazing job with the character. Um, really made Miles come to life on the yeah. in, in the game. Yeah. Like and, and he did a good job in the first game too. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's the same guy. Sounded like the same guy. Yeah, it is. Um, but giving him more time to really make it his own. Yeah. Really did wonders for Miles and the character growth in a game that's like. Half the length of the first one. I think it's even less. It's like ten, seven to ten hours worth of story. Yeah. Like, the character growth that he goes through in such a short amount of time is impressive. Yeah. From a writing standpoint. Like, it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, just Miles is really well done. I really uh, uh, enjoyed Genki. I wish there was more of him in the game. Yeah. Yeah, his man in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Ned's totally not just Genki <laughs> with a new name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the record, I really love Homecoming. Yeah. But <laughs> that is one thing that always kind of bothered me is that he's basically just Ganky from the comics. Yeah. But anyway, um, I don't know why they changed the name. That Spider-Man's made a lot of interesting decisions, but yeah. But um, yeah, Ganky was really good. He was really just entertaining. Mm-hmm. He just really felt like that good like mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. You know, and everything. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, Aaron Davis, hmm? Prowler. Oh, he was, he was good. Really good. Yeah, I like, I like that, um, he wasn't so, like, he wasn't a straight up villain. One-sided, yeah. yeah. He was an actual guy trying to do better and reconnect with his nephew. Yeah, he had his, his history, but at the same time, his main responsibility was as an uncle. Yeah. And that was really good, because in the, I felt like in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it was a bit weaker. 
Yeah, like, like it really only came in on that one scene. Yeah. And it was, don't get me wrong, that movie's amazing. I love that scene. Yeah. Um, and it had such an emotional impact in the movie. But what they do with this one is because that's already been done, they just really kind of explore more of their relationship yeah. than they had time in a, in a two-hour movie, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good. Yeah. Um, I did not expect to see him take such a main role. Me too. I wasn't expecting that. I was, I was expecting that to be like towards the end. Yeah. It was really good to see. Um, and he, whoever, I don't know the guy's name, but whoever did the performance of Aaron Davis, like, good job. That was the, the fight really, you had with him at the end, too, is really That was fun. really good, because, like, it, you really feel like neither of them want to do it. Yeah. But both of them feel like they have to. Yeah. Not because, because, not, well, because for Miles, it's like he has to get to, uh, Harlem to stop him. Right, or whatever the deal was. Yeah. I think he was going to the, to the, uh, to the, Oscorp Science Center. Maybe, yeah. Because remember after that, you can see the whole segment yeah, where he's yeah. like looking back at the... That was a really good mission. Yeah. Like, I usually don't... I guess I'm getting sidetracked here, but in the first Spider-Man game, I didn't like those missions as much. They they used it very wisely yeah. in this one, where in the last one, it felt just like full stop. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that you were doing before, it, it messed with the pace of the, of the yeah. game. Um, so I feel like if they try and rework it, they could find something that, that yeah. keeps the pace and doesn't feel like it completely, I don't know, goes against the game. Yeah. Because I, I saw a lot of people like hating on MJ and everything when the first game came out. I don't get that because I thought her performance was really good. My main problem was just the missions. Yeah. I think if they try and rework those missions, they can still work. But maybe <laughs> in a minority there. I don't know. But with, um, with back to that fight, though. Yes. Uh, with the Prowler, like, I really just, like, the whole thing was like, his sole motivation in the fight wasn't to hurt him, wasn't to do any of that, wasn't to do his job. It was just solely because he's so afraid that he's going to get himself killed. Yeah. That he's willing to fight him mm-hmm. to stop him. Yeah. Um, even if he knows that that's doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Which shows the difference between his character and... and they, they use his father throughout the entire game yeah. as, like, the, the conflicting, um, I guess ways that Miles could have gone. Yeah. I guess would be the way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Or that the, the two directions that they, they were both trying to pull him in. Yeah. Um, which was really good. Tinkerer. Yeah. What do you think of Tinkerer? I felt like, spoiler alert, as Finn, her story and her motivations were very inconsistent and her just whole character as a whole. It was good, but I felt like it was all over the place. The performance was good. Yeah. She did a good job. Just writing was. It suffers the same issue that almost every Marvel story has. Yeah. Where the the villains always have good performances, they just lack character development. Yeah. Uh, or really any motivation that the audience can understand. <laughs> the thing is with with Finn, I feel like I could understand her point. It's just, you know, and I think that works where it's like. You understand the argument, so does Miles. Yeah. But they're just going out about it all wrong. I like that. What it, I just feel like she never she just changed that on a one eighty. Exactly. It just came out of nowhere. You know, where it's and then like she would go from I'll kill you, Peter, Peter Miles, I'll, I'll kill you. Like, oh I'm gonna not do that. Like, so I'll like, sacrifice myself in a matter of twenty minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna nuke New York City. She's oh. ignoring the fact that he's warning her that that's what's going to nuke Harlem. Yeah. And then she goes from that to, I guess you're right. 
in a matter of no time, which I feel like in such an emotional situation, which she's, she was already denying it, denying it, denying it, and then within a second she changes yeah. because he beats her in a fight. Yeah. I feel like everything leading up to that and her character kind of fell to the wayside once it got to that point. Yeah. Everything else was fine to me, you know, about her character before, even though it was kind of predictable. Yeah. Um, but overall, I wouldn't say there's a bad performance in the game. I wouldn't say it's bad performance, just there's some sloppy logic, I guess. In in the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, a really good game, though. Yeah. Really good start to the whole next-gen start of... Yeah. Gaming. But, um, even though it's also on the PS4. But, yeah. Um, Not enough puzzles. No. Joking. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I strongly disagree. I liked I liked how much it recognized the first game too. Yeah. Like it wasn't just, you know, uh, Chrysler Building being gone threw me off. That's not. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not the, no, it's not Somniac's fault. It's, no, it's it's. Chrysler Building has new owners and they refuse to license it for some reason, which I don't yeah. think. It just it just threw me off because I played the first game. I played through it so many times. I got to know. Yeah. The map, like the way that you know GTA Five, I now know Spider Man. Uh, kind of like what I did with Spider-Man 2 as a kid. I just really got to know the map. Um, but with the Chrysler building gone, whenever I went over that section, it threw me off. Yeah. Because that was my main point of reference I used. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. It's not a big deal, but it it did. It, it, it was noticeable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like a trip before, I'm sure it is. Um, and then my last thing for that game is the uh, soundtrack. Amazing. It was amazing. Um... And then the score itself, mm. it was like heroic, classic, but it also had that obviously hip hop feel to it. Yeah, it it really spoke to Miles' character, but it also just like felt like a Spider-Man yeah. score, a Spider-Man game, Spider-Man story. Yes. Uh, like everything that I loved about the first game was on display in this one and then some. Yes. Um. Anyway, let's, we're moving past that. Um. Anything else with the PS5 you want to say? I'm just excited to see where they go from here. Um, like last, you're twirling your glasses, yeah, yeah. you say that. Last generation, I was an Xbox guy. This one, I feel like, obviously, I have the PlayStation still. Because there's just no games. I'm excited to see where it goes from there. Um, and then I'm really just excited to see what Spider-Man PS5 has to bring us. Yeah, Spider-Man. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or? Uh, well, we don't know too much about it, so. Well, there's not really anything about it. Dude. It just. Um, we had a really cool, cool idea the other day that we could talk about. Oh, yeah. Talk about that real quick. Yeah. Well, so basically, at the, obviously, at the end of the game, they show off Eva Benham and everything like that. Um, so they started to segue into the next game. And then that got me thinking, like, um, obviously, we're going back to Peter Parker, and uh, which is fine. The, the main thing that... I find is that without the Venom Blast, I feel like they're going to yes. need some more stuff and to make up for it. Obviously, the visibility, stealthness of it. Yeah, too. and obviously, like yes, you had a lot more gadgets in the first game, yeah. which I found myself really missing the impact webs. Mm -hmm. I used those yeah. a lot. Yes. Um, I never used the web shooters in, in Miles Morales. By the way, I used them a lot more in the first game. I always went straight for the Venom Blast. The Venom Blast, yeah. I like just to whip people against walls because I'm lazy, I guess, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like they need to really 
like bring out Peter's arsenal of gadgets mm -hmm. and everything. Like even though I know that they already had a lot, well, but they, to add to like just different abilities. And if they are going with the black suit too, you can have but they can have a whole venom, different side of actual abilities. venom abilities. And then what you can have there is you. What I was thinking is that because I don't think that they're going to just let you play as Miles in the open world, mm -hmm. but they're going to have segments where you play as Miles. Yeah. So what I was thinking, what they could do if they wanted to, is instead of going the Web of Shadows route, because you can't do a game with Venom without having the black suit in it. Yeah. And you can't just, it's such a different suit that you can't just add it to the selection of suits that he has yeah. on the regular. So they either gotta really change how they handle the suits, or they gotta add it as like, almost like a different character entirely. Yeah. In terms of how the gameplay. So if they do that, then that's, I say you should let the play as Miles too. But anyway, um, yeah, so just giving like a, a new bunch of abilities related to the suit would be good. But what I was thinking would be cool for like a late game thing, and some people might disagree with me on this because they might think it's too much like the Arkham games, um, is adding the wingsuit that Spider-Man has had in recent years. Yes. It would be really cool. I'm in complete agreement. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like just, I, I don't know, I feel like, like there's a way to make it work where maybe I was thinking you could use the... Um, the way that he uses the dive on the left analog stick, yeah. you know, you could probably do the same thing where, like, if you, instead of pulling, pushing down, he dives down. If you pull back, he opens up the wingsuit. It could be, like, a good, like, late-game item where, like, you're swinging around, build up momentum. He uses that to stretch on for a second, more like a, like a proper wingsuit, instead of what the Arkham games do where they're just kind of gliding. Yeah. You know? Um, Another thing you could do is, you know, like, the Venom... Thing Miles could do the Venom Blast. You could also we use the same thing back. where yeah. he activates the wingsuit for a yeah. sec, gains a bit of altitude, uh -huh. soars for a second until you turn Maybe it for off. Maybe like a bit longer than the Venom Blast. Yeah, yeah. to make it a bit different. Uh -huh. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, obviously though you still want the main mechanic to be swinging. You don't want that yeah. to take over, so it has to work in balance with that, which is the difficult part. Mm -hmm. But regardless, I feel like that'd be a really cool thing to add. Oh yeah, and especially if they make the city bigger. Like if they need to add, in my opinion, if they need to add Queens. They need that Brooklyn, Coney Island, Liberty Island. They can definitely afford and be able to make the map way bigger. Um, yeah. Like, they should, I think. Yeah. I, I don't see, not to mention, like, they need Queens because he's from Queens. Yeah. Like, I was a bit shocked because he even mentions it in the game. Mm -hmm. I was a bit shocked that that wasn't in there in the first, in the first. I get that Queens is a much, it's not like the skyscrapers of Manhattan. Yeah. But I still think it would work. Yeah. Um, and then same with Brooklyn, mm -hmm. you know. If they have Hell's Kitchen, they can add Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah. You know. I think it's a necessity. Yeah, and then Coney Island, like I said, mm -hmm. and, and uh, just uh, other islands around it. And obviously Liberty Island. Yeah. That was one of the best memories I had gaming as a child, was when you go to Liberty Island for that uh, fight with um, Mysterio mm -hmm. in Spider-Man 2, the game. For a movie tying game, that game still is just amazing. Yeah. Took them how many years to finally mm -hmm. top it? Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it took Spider-Man so many failed games. To top Spider-Man Two, the game. <laughs> and I played it on the GameCube. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I feel like we've talked about Spider-Man enough. Yep. Um, Changing topics. Tell topics. them what day it is today. What day it is? Of recording. The twenty-first of November, twenty twenty. We're just, in my opinion, probably still just in the beginning of the global pandemic of COVID-19. Oh, we're going right into that. Okay. We're talking about 
here in Ontario, we're definitely going into a second lockdown because the first one worked so well. So, our cases of COVID-19 have been going up steadily. Uh, so have anti-maskers. So have COVID deniers and believers. It's become a political puppet at this point, which obviously was going to happen. But yeah, we know a couple guys that are really, really on both sides. On both sides of that argument, um, and that's their right. Um, but uh, yeah. We're going to be going into a second lockdown where we might not be able to... Yeah. Our town, specifically, uh, is entering red zone on Monday. Yeah. From one, probably after we, or before we upload this. Yeah. Um, but and then Monday as of recording. Yeah. And then we're guessing the next Monday or a couple of weeks after, we're probably going probably to be in lockdown. full on lockdown. Yeah. So we might not be able to record in person or... I might even, I mean, I'll be paid, but I might not be working. Yeah, so it gives us more time to work, I guess. On that. Yeah, but it'll be interesting. We might not, but if we might have to do it through audio only. Yeah, we can't be up because we'll get fined. We'll that after. And some people have uh, could get sick, so we can't do that. Yeah. Um, full full disclosure: we are not lawbreakers. Okay, <laughs> we're sheep. Apparently. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. But yeah. How dare they make you wear a mask? <laughs> oh no, it's gonna give me cancer. Cancer? It's a piece of fabric. Like Yes, but it's a it's for Bill Gates and Justin Trudeau to make you comply with the New World Order and the Great Reset. Hey. It's way more like a globalism. Ace of, upside down ace of spades than a diamond. But yeah, um so that's what's happening in our immediate future. And if we're still alive about yours? <laughs> in 10 years and look back at this and we're actually are under a global socialist regime, yeah. we should have listened. 10 years, we'll look back at this, I'll show my son, you know, <laughs> I'll show my son, look son, we were in this time, we called it the pandemic, we had to stay indoors and he'll just look at me and he'll just be like, you're not my dad, who are you? If but, we're allowed to have sons by that point. Yeah, like you just gloss right over the fact that <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so we, we, back to my family. <laughs> we just thought, talk about the second lockdown soon. At least we have the PlayStation 5. Rest yeah. in peace, Christmas. We have to get Cyberpunk. Even if, if the lockdown happens, are we even going to be able to pick up Cyberpunk if it comes out? Who knows? Maybe all those people that got the digital editions are smart. Even though, nah. Even though we can still just download it digitally if it comes to that. Yeah, I won't pay another 8 bucks. That's true. Again, it's going to be like the Skyrim of this generation, probably. But... Which means that in 11 years, we're all going to be sick of it. But <laughs> Yeah, it'll be, it'll be Cyberpunk Online, which has already been turned. Yeah, they're already doing that. What was it, like 2022? It'll be Cyberpunk 74. A prequel that takes place in 74 and it's horrible. Get it? Pretty sure the original Cyberpunk, you can count as the, pre, as the prequel. Yeah, but get it Fallout 74. Oh. Because Bethesda sucks now. Oh, you're so original. You know? How's the stand-up comedy career going? Oh. <laughs> Better than your uh, writing I, career? I, I probably shouldn't say it. But don't let children die. Wow. But yeah. Now, what is our next topic of discussion? That's it? That's all we're doing about the lockdown? Yeah. What's, what's, what's not? What, what hasn't already been said? 
It's COVID. It's what it is. And especially on the people that are dying. It's kind of sticking to the subject. Election fallout. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This so, is more your thing. Okay, buddies. I love the chaos. So, um... That is an understatement. At this point, Joe Biden is... He's not currently certified. set to be the next president. He's not certified yet. His votes are he's not sworn in until the electoral January. college hasn't actually taken place. Mm. And I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Biden supporter. I just want Trump to somehow be able to steal this, steal it. If it was stolen from him, he does deserve to be president. Some men just like to watch the world burn. But I want Trump to be able to win this election just for the chaos of it, because I'm a horrible person. Because if he does somehow pull the steal back can he even do that is he can how, if, if how they can have him? enough election if they have enough evidence and stuff because right now it's not look like he's gonna pull it up no but he does have a lot of the backing in the supreme court too but um if he does you can absolutely guarantee there will be death destruction and martial law in the streets of the united states of america and i just want to watch that because it's just fun I mean, we already saw, like, there was riots last week. Yeah. Uh, where the, uh, was it, the Proud Boys came out. The Proud Boys and Antifa both being jackasses. Yeah, they ran off the Antifa guys. It's funny. Antifa was hiding behind a line of cops. I just, I had to chuckle. Yeah, that's that. really weird. Antifa, oh, ACAP, ACAP, they found the police. Fucking Proud Boys roll up. Hey, we don't like black people. <laughs> and then they hide behind the cops. It's like, what are you guys doing? That was after they, uh... The cops look super confused yeah. in those videos. That was, of course, after Antifa lit off fireworks and harassed uh, Trump supporters that were just having dinner. Not doing any disruption or anything, so... Fuck the Proud Boys and fuck Antifa. Because Antifa is not anti-fascist. It's, uh, that's not good. But yeah, the election fallout. <laughs> At this point... Biden is going to win. Yeah. Well, um, he's already won. No, just... he hasn't technically. No? Not, they won't, all elections are certified and the electoral college isn't, doesn't happen until like first Jan or second week of December. Okay. And then January is when they're sworn in. Yeah. So technically nobody's won. Joe Biden does seem, he's projected to be the president-elect. Unless but, they find out something's wrong. Which might happen. Probably not. Um, I mean, a lot of the stuff does seem fishy on both sides down there. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that most likely he, he is will, going to be sworn in. And he will be president for maybe a couple of years. Until he either goes crazy or dies. Yes. And Kamala Harris will take over. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, like I said, I don't lean either. I have a strong opinion about leaning on a political party. I've, I've stated that many times. Uh, I think it's really dangerous because it builds a bias. Mm -hmm. But... I will say Kamala Harris, from what I've heard, and I'm not very well educated on her, kind of scares me. I'll be honest. Because she's a woman? Absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because she's uh, colored. No. Stop twisting me to be evil. I'm only evil on the inside. But... <laughs> Unlike her, it's evil on the outside, right? You racist piece of... I'm going to slap you. Okay. Um... No, it's just she sounds way more extreme than Biden in terms of what she wants for the country and a country that isn't even my own, granted. But was at one point. Kinda. Not really. I was never a citizen. I only lived there for a few years. Um but anyway, let's get past that. 
Any, anything else about the fallout you want to talk about? Like, where do you think the overall, if you had to take a guess as some random dude from Canada who knows really nothing about the bigger picture, where did you say the U.S. is headed? Just long-term picture. Um, I think it'll be uh, just a, as a matter of worse, but on... Like, the left's still going to scrutinize everything the right does. Insane. The right's going to scrutinize everything the left does. But the left is a lot more extreme in ruining people's lives and ruining people's reputations. Mm. AOC wants to put together lists and stuff of people who let Trump get into power and support him through this, which is very communist and scary. Mm. Um, so I think it's just going to get worse. Yeah, I don't know. My I've told you about my theory is the like long term picture of the United States. Like you know how I have a stance where it's like every nation becomes Babylon. Yeah. Right, which means every nation eventually becomes corrupt and a shell of its former glory. Um. And that means also every nation eventually goes back to dust. Yeah. It dies. But America is no exception. Canada is no exception. None of us are. But with the U.S., what I, what. From what I've seen, just being a bit of a history buff, and again, I could be wrong because I'm no expert. Judging by the U.S. from, I'd say, like, the 40s on, both of their political parties have gone to the extremes over time more and more of each side of the political spectrum, yes. of the democratic political spectrum. Yeah. I found the right leans way more authoritarian and almost fascist-like ever since the Second World War. And then the left has gone way more into like socialist, socialist communism. communism, things like that, to the point where what I'm seeing now is people are putting the party before their own country, which I think is very dangerous. Uh, they see them as two opposing factions, mm -hmm. and neither of them really are talking about freedom of speech or certain rights that the other group has yeah. or anything. They're, they're solely talking about what they want to be absolute. They don't seem interested in a free state anymore. No. And that's, I'm talking about the public here. Yeah. I'm not even talking about the politicians or the journalists or the celebrities, all of which play a part in this, yeah. obviously. And it's just for the, for the most powerful country in the world to be straying away from freedom in two complete opposite directions that who knows how that's going to turn out in the end. <laughs> it's frightening. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think it's inevitable. Yeah. And I thought it's every nation eventually goes a different route. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I don't know. That's that's just what I think. I think if by, if not the end of this century, the end of the next one, the United States will not be uh, an official democracy anymore. I mean, even Rome used to be a democracy. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that. And then it just slowly became more and more corrupt until eventually you had Caesar, who just... Yeah. Declared a dictatorship. Then when he died, no. it was an empire. Yeah. Right? This isn't a new idea in world no. history. Who says it can't happen again? Mm -hmm. So. All right. Trump 2020, 2024, 2028, 32. You just going over his tweet from 36? a couple years ago? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Technically, it could happen. There could be a Trump in office. <laughs> Moving on to. Uh... I'm going to go over the JFK thing now. Since we're kind of on the subject. Oh, yes. So, we're talking about what some people call the last American president. John, is it Fitzgerald? Is it Fitzgerald? 
Well, John F. Kennedy. <laughs> we don't even know. It shows how little we actually know about any of what we're talking about. We are not credible at all. Don't no. take anything we say seriously because we don't even know what we're saying most of the yes. time. So, tomorrow, November 22nd, 2020, is, the, I believe, the 57th anniversary of the assassination of one JFK, the President of the United States, mm. in Dealey Plaza, Dallas, Texas, at approximately 12.30 p.m. P.m.? P.m. There you go. Yeah, p.m. <laughs> um, supposedly by, if you believe it, which I don't, Lee Harvey Oswald. Why don't you believe that? That was the guy who was the official he, assassin, right? There's no way... He was charged, but he got killed before anything could happen. So there was no way he was he acted alone. There was definitely well. I don't think anyone. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people who say he acted alone. I I don't That's think the he official was story he acted alone. alone. I don't think he acted alone. Now I don't know if it was the CIA or I probably believe it was a mix of the CIA and the mob. I think what it comes down to, what most people wonder is, do you think he took the shot? I think he may have taken a shot, but there's no way with. How everything, the magic bullet theory, everything like that. Magic bullet theory. So, one of the shots that went through Kennedy, he got shot twice, right through the back and through the neck. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the head shot. The one that's the, the famous, yeah. Back and to the left. Um, but one of them, the governor of Texas was sitting in the limousine right, right behind him. Seat in front of him. Oh, behind oh, And so yeah. the way the bullet went through Kennedy, and then it, it went through... Uh, and then they were sitting at different levels, too, kind of. The governor of Texas had a bullet go through here, mm. exited out of here, and then went to his leg, I believe. Well, then there's no way it was one guy. No. That's if they the, know from the autopsies, and they know from what happened, that there were more than well, one the governor, like that. Well, the, the governor survived. From different from, angles. So were they like, from different angles? You don't, they, they never say. But you said he got one in the back of the head, and then one through, through the neck, and then through... One through were, the neck. were the entry points all on the backside? That's what they say. But the autopsy was so... Messed up. Everything about a president being assassinated and how much they just got... There's a million things of red tape and everything that comes with that. Yeah. Um, so I don't believe it was one gunman. I don't believe it was one shot. But you do believe he played a role? I do believe he played some sort of role, whether that was... They used him as a scapegoat, or as because there are some people that honestly think he was innocent, which I don't believe. No, he definitely he's a Marxist. He's yeah, not I don't believe that for a second. I, I don't. I don't. I, I, he definitely and had something to do with the assassination. He's known for violence and beating his wife, yeah. and which is why I think he definitely at least took a shot. Yeah, I believe he took a shot, but I just don't think. I don't believe the official story, but either way, a supposedly great man, at least politician. <laughs> He did most likely cheat on his wife, but who wouldn't, right? Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> but uh, died, died, and uh, a lot of people consider him the last great American president. That was for not just his party, but for the American people. Yeah, he was. He was one of the last presidents that people actually looked at as a president of the United States and not a president of the Republicans or the Democrats. Yes, because after him was Lyndon B. Johnson, then Nixon. Ugh, that was then Ford, who was basically just Nixon's puppet. Yeah. Then, Pardoned him, and then yeah, it was all a mess. So yeah. since then, that was probably people. A lot of people like to point at JFK being assassinated as when 
America really took a dive. Even though it was that and the assassination of Martin Luther King, which were all around the same time. And obviously his brother as well, RFK. Yeah. The sixties was uh, was probably the official end of the height of the American dream and the American way of life. If the American dream ever really existed, which personally I don't believe it did. That's true. I believe it was an idea. Yeah. Um, but that was about it. But yeah, rest in peace, JFK. And all the other Kennedys. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, was it, what was it you said earlier? You think that him and Kurt Cobain are sipping wine on a beach somewhere? Beach in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Fidel Castro. Tupac. And apparently Fidel Castro is the, the father of Justin Trudeau. They do kind of look alike. But... They don't. Um, but yeah. Jack Kennedy curse. Whatever, whether that's the CIA or the mob. Did something happen the other week with the Kennedy? So last year, a Kennedy died. A, yeah. a teenager overdosed. Right. And then this year, during the quarantine, uh, one of the Kennedys and her uh, son went on a boat and just died. Wow. They yeah. have, Are there any more Kennedys left? There's from, like Car- the, from the immediate family? Caroline Kennedy, her his daughter. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. She's the only one? From his immediate family, yeah. It's, whatever that family did is weird. It's not, it's a curse, but it's definitely something. I don't know, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people who do a lot of good for the world are targeted by a lot of people who don't. Whether they did. Yeah. Or just a lot of forces at work that don't want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's, it's necessarily that you did something bad and therefore you get a curse. I think sometimes by doing the right thing, you get opposition. That's my personal uh-huh. opinion. Um, not that they're perfect by any means; they definitely weren't. Yeah. Um, even 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 John. Mm-hmm. But. Well, how long we do this? All right. So now, our main event of our discussion, our topics, and our conversation. Don't look at me with those eyes. I don't like those eyes. They just say, they, every alarm's going off in my head right now. Stop rubbing your lips. Like. <laughs> so for many years, a big part of our friendship is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was probably what kickstarted their friendship. Yes. It was that, and you, for whatever reason, volunteered to be my partner in Auto Shop. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you regretted, because I did nothing in that class. So, uh... Yeah, we've seen every, uh, I've seen every Marvel movie in the theaters, but since Winter Soldier, we've seen everyone opening weekend together. together. Except for Black Panther, Black Panther, because you were in the U.S. Yes. But me and you saw it when you got back. Yeah. But, um, a lot of things we like to do is discuss almost like fantasy booking and fantasy, like, we talk about a lot of concepts when, when it comes to yeah. Marvel. Like what we would do in the MCU. Charge. Basically, yeah, yeah. We map out our own and Marvel Cinematic Universe in a perfect world where we had that say. Whether it'd be good or not, who knows? Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, we're nerds. We 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 just enjoy the things. We can't make the things. Yeah. (laughs) And so we decided to do that today. Mm. Um, I think mine's gonna be a bit shorter, so I'll probably go first. Sure. And then. Just because mine's not really like a full thing. Yeah. Mine's more just like the start of an idea to start a conversation. And we've talked about this a bit already, but sadly, tragically, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Passed away back in August due to a heroic fight with colon cancer that nobody knew about. Oh, it was September. That was it was like the last day of August or something like that. 
It was one of our first nights up at the cabin. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of discussion on what, it doesn't really matter in the grand scale of things with him, but what Marvel should do with the Black Panther character and franchise. Which is a really tough conversation yeah. that I don't think there really is an answer to. No. So but we give our piece. This white guy is going to figure it out. Two, two white guys that... Are going to figure out the future of the Black Panther. Oh. <laughs> Black Panther franchise. So... Um, <laughs> a lot of people... I've, I've looked it up online. This is surprisingly a good amount of people that think they should just recast. Because the character is too important and too big to challenge himself. I which... think that's really disrespectful, though. I get that like they're in a box. Yeah. But... I think it's pretty disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think they should recast it. Um, a lot of people think, just in the comics that happened, that uh, Shuri. Shuri should become Black Panther. Over. I think she should at some point. I don't think she should. But so she should not right now. Um, Especially because one thing that I think a lot of people gloss over with the Shuri thing, all of those, what, what do they call the plants that they eat to get the powers? I forget, but... But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. There's not a. Uh, well, sure. I'm sure they're, they're going to have one where it's like, there's one left, but. Oh, she'll just make a theorem or something. That's so. That's such a cop out. Yeah. Like, they're all gone, officially. This is where it stands right now. And if the MCU starts to get lazy about it, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, I think it already hit its peak anyway with Endgame. Yeah. But that's besides the point. Um, with that being said, there is only two people currently in the MCU that I'm aware of that actually have the powers. Yes. Which is what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. You want to say them? Yeah. Who's, well, obviously, but T'Challa has them. Yeah. But... That's the issue. And obviously, Chadwick has passed away, so they can't do that. Because right. we don't believe that she So they cast. try and Paul Walker it for a bit, but you can't keep that up for so long. The other one, which is what we believe, is that Killmonger... Has also taken the fruit. The fruit. I guess it's kind of like a fruit. Basically, um, it's, it's, he has the Black Panther powers. He is part the of the royal family. Blood relatives outside of Shuri. Yeah, and oh, but he's dead. This is comics, buddy. And they already discussed. Now the thing is, they might say, "Well, if you think the plant's a cop out, yeah, why do you think that's not a cop out? You want to explain that?" Well, they've already explained that. Shuri already brought back Ross. Back from being shot in the spine, mm. they have the technology there, mm. and also they have the whole spiritual plane. Yep. Um, and then you never really see him die either, technically. It's debatable. Yeah. Um. So, but I think that there should be a redemption for Eric Killmonger, mm. who wasn't really wrong. He just did things the wrong way. It's like we were talking about with the Tinker earlier, yeah. where it's like. We understand why. Mm -hmm. Completely. Com totally. Yeah. The, but the execution is the problem. Yes. He went around a violent and destructive way where... Yeah. It, out of pure pain. Mm -hmm. When you do things out of pain like that, all you want to do is inflict more pain. Yeah. The problem with that is that doesn't solve the pain. Yeah. It just creates more. And there is a lot of that in the world, especially right now, with a lot of... It's going to sound bad, but a lot of the young black men... Obviously, I'll never understand that. There's a lot of young, from what we can see, yeah. 
from our just young people in general too. Not yeah, it's not exclusive to to the black community Mm -hmm. uh, in North America, but but not very like minority communities. Other young people getting there's a lot of there's always two ways of looking at it. Mm -hmm. There's always the ones who either really want a brighter future, right, and look towards unity, and then there's the ones that. Which, which I would call that the Martin Luther approach. Yeah. You know, uh, which is, as a, I mean, I'm, I'm white, so I don't think it really matters, but that's that's where I stand. Yeah. Right? And then there's the Malcolm X approach, is what I'm going to call it, for my limited education on the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Malcolm X wanted to shift the power dynamic. Yeah. Right? So you have a lot of young black men, especially, um, more than older groups, I've found, that have the approach that Killmonger did compared to what... T'Challa had, yeah. whereas T'Challa wanted more unification, or more so at the beginning of the movie, he wanted to stay in his group. Yeah, he didn't want them to really engage with the rest of the world. And then at the end of the movie, he completely changed that perspective. Yeah, because of Killmonger. Because of Killmonger. Killmonger's perspective was: it's not fair that the people who put us in bondage get to call the shots, and it's our turn. Yeah, and they now get to experience that bondage. Um, that is. A much more impressive outlet. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> that doesn't make it right. No. Um, from a white guy perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you want to get into the whole Killmonger thing that we talked about? Yeah, so... Are we going with that before we start rambling? Um, a good outlook and a good, I think... Inspiration. Inspiration. For... Young young men and women in that position yes. in these communities to see that you can rise above that, that horrible pain and, and, and just the anger that comes with that to pain. actually turn that pain to something good productive and to be able to realize that that's not a way you can do it because an eye for an eye makes the world whole world blind as mm-hmm. he said yeah okay um, and so I feel like that would be the most inspirational and deep way. They can go all about yeah. continuing. And not, and not just for, for the for, for black communities, I think for the world as a whole right exactly. now. Exactly. I mean, just like, we were just talking about the right and the left earlier in yeah. the United States. Like, both of them could use that. Yeah. And so, I feel like the most powerful way they can go about it right now mm. is to have Killmonger re- a redemption. Which yeah. some people are going to hate. Yeah. But. But I think that would be the best and most impactful story-wise and real-world-wise is to have Eric Killmonger resurrect he's not resurrected redempt redeemed mm. and to be able to use that pain for something good yeah. but it can't just come out of the blue it can't come out of the blue which is the, another hard part yeah uh which is why i'm saying they might have to call walker for a bit yeah or another thing they could use though is what we talked about is the ancestral plane that's how he can, can communicate through t'challa how to if they want to do that even like if he's in like T'Chaka coma well. maybe he's and his own father right so you're saying like if he's in like say a coma yeah He's in, in the ancestral plane. He's talking with his dad. He's talking with his uncle. Mm-hmm. It's Charles' dad. Yeah. And the rest of their ancestors, uh-huh. the Black Panthers, yeah. right? About all their different perspectives and how they've gone about this subject before. Yeah. And what his father wanted compared to what his father sees now. Mm-hmm. And all that. And then talking with T'Challa when he wakes up. Yeah. Could be good. Mm-hmm. And the way I thought about doing that in a movie itself is that you do that for the entire movie up until the third act, where he's in this coma and he's struggling with everything. Mm-hmm. And you spend a lot of time in those. And even then, you can wake up and they're in opposition at first. Yeah. You know, but well, then he just doesn't have that in him anymore. 
Yeah. And then, I don't know what the villain's going to be or what. what. They already killed Claw. Yeah, which, I guess maybe they could do Namor. I've seen a lot of stuff with Namor. They don't seem to have any interest in Namor right now. Um, they ended that towards them in Endgame, though. But they didn't, actually. The Russo no. brothers uh, were on... What was it? They were on a podcast I was listening to. I forget what it was. But they asked them that question, where it's like, was that thing about the, the tremors under the waves, um, about Namor and Atlantis and all that, and they're like, no, but I wish we thought of that. I mean, they could just wreck on it. Though. They could, but that's exactly what they did with Spider-Man. Yeah. So, um, whether that be, so, like, in, in that movie, you can have Shuri trying to fight, fight that, and she could still be a major part of that story. She has to. She has to be. And she's a good character. Mm -hmm. I just think she's too young. Yeah. And so, and at the last, not the last minute, but they're finally able to get him out of the coma. They're allowed, and he's actually like, he's able to overcome everything like that and able to, whether it's just Wakanda or the capital or what, he's able mm. to stop the threat. Yeah, and even then, he doesn't have to be the new king. No. He just has to be the Black Panther. Yeah. Sure, he should be the queen. I agree. Make him the Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, down the line, I think Sure should become Black Panther. Yeah. But right now, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger is the best choice. Is my opinion. During the situation. Choice. Obviously, in an ideal world, we'd still have both of Yes. But... Uh, not just for the movie's sake, just, just because mm -hmm. it's a sad loss. Yeah. But the character and the actor is just... It was way too powerful, not just to waste on one. Not to mention Michael B. Jordan. From what I know, him and Bozeman got pretty close on set. Yeah. Well, they're, they've been friends for much longer than that. Yeah. So they're, they're very, very, very close friends. So if anybody would have... The emotional stake to get it right. Yeah. It would be Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. From what I know from an outsider's perspective. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, in my opinion, Killmonger right now is really the only choice and the best choice. Instead of just recasting, recasting. which just is, to me, no, it's just so I disrespectful. That. I, I would not back that. And then Shuri, I don't think it makes sense right Yet. now. Yet. And I also still think young black men do need a hero to look up to. And young black women as well, yeah. which is why Shuri still needs to play a role, but I just don't think her character is at a point yet where she can do that. No. She needs more time. And we already have, yeah, enough young heroes in the MCU like that. She's still a yeah. hero. Don't yeah, and she can own. still be part of like, the Young Avengers. Yeah, it's just... She, yeah. she can get her own suit if she wants. Yeah. It's just that, you know... Killmonger is the best option. For Kevin Feige, he's definitely uh, watching this. Please, Eric, <laughs> yeah, the three people that watch this. Eric Killmonger needs to be the next Black Panther. And on this fat white man's, straight white man's perspective. And his friend. Yes. Yep. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Eric Killmonger. <laughs> Alright. Alright, we're going to my stuff? Okay. We're going to your fantasy wet dream of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, full disclosure, I came up with this like today. Okay. So there's not a whole lot to it. And if this is more of a conversation than it is just kind of like something that's already thought out. Um, and I think we can just kind of talk about it as we go. I thought it'd be fun. Basically, one of my favorite characters, hands down, ever, is Wolverine. You know that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like Spider-Man, Batman, Wolverine in terms of superheroes. Always. Yeah. Um... I don't know why I've always been so obsessed with the character, but I have. But anyway, so with that being said, 
Um, you continue, I'm gonna get something to drink. <laughs> what? You serious? Yeah, just continue. Alright. So with that being said, I've been trying to think how to get Logan into the MCU. How to get Wolverine into it in a way that doesn't suck, really. Which has proven harder <laughs> than I initially thought. I didn't think it'd be easy. Like, I can't think of a casting to save my life. But, um, especially because I don't think anyone really could top Hugh Jackman in terms of his performance. I just don't think it's... <laughs> I don't know. It was such a high bar. But, but for Logan, I think... Obviously, you have to start fresh. So I think the best way to do it is... How about you not creep behind me? There's lumen in the back of my head. Always. Were you hearing what I was saying? Yes. Okay. I think the best way to do it is instead of directly exploring his origin, which we've seen, right? Kind of like what they did with Spider-Man. Like, you don't need to see that again. No. Um... What we need is to just jump into a place in his life and have enough in there to kind of just explore the character and understand who this version of the character is. Before we get into that, do you want to maybe talk about casting? Because I can't think of anybody. And we can get into your guy in a second. My, you you know, my anybody, guy. Have you thought of anybody a little more realistic first? No, because like, exactly. It's really hard to Fine. think. Especially because they, they do like taking unknowns. Uh, not always, mm-hmm. but I think you need an un- a more un- not a widely known person for to play it because no one's going to live up to the hype of Jackman. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need somebody who can play the rough character. Mm-hmm. You, you need know. someone. It's going to sound ageist, but young enough to be able to play it for many years to come. But old enough to feel yeah. like the character. Yeah, with that experience of life that has hardened him the way it has. Mm-hmm. So, so, my pick for about a, almost a year now, since I started watching this amazing television show that you should watch if you haven't, called Letter Kenny, is the creator, writer, and star of the show, Jared Kiso. And why is he your pick? Well, if he's just, he has that ruggedness to him. Mm-hmm. He's not super tall. He's Canadian, and he could definitely, he's shown that he could uh, get into shape, and I really feel like, that's the only person I could think of right now. But he looked like the character. I feel like he could, yes. Could he play the character, is the question. Because really, like, yes, he can do the ruggedness and everything like that, but but what makes him Logan? Right? He would have to figure that out. Yeah, obviously. A couple things with Jared Kiso, though. One, he's way more into comedy than he is a role like that. And obviously, there, there's some comedy comes into it in the MCU, but Logan is, compared to a lot of other characters, a way more serious character yeah. than, than, say, you know, what he's used to playing. Not to mention, from what I've seen, Jared Kiso does not seem interested in doing no. movies anymore. No, well, I don't care what he thinks. I want what I want. <laughs> you um, asked me. If he was approached yeah. about it. Which I don't think is that likely. I don't think he'd let it jeopardize Letter Kenny. No, no. I don't think I don't think he'd do that either. Um 
into the overall ideas that I've had. Basically, I came up with like a kind of an opening segment for the film. I, I thought of a couple ideas, but one that I really liked, um, and it's gonna, full disclosure, it kind of goes into the familiar territory that we've seen on screen before, but I think you need to start with that to let the audience ease in a bit, to be completely honest, without completely retelling the same story over again, um, to get some major points of the character out of the way. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like that look at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Daredevil now. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Um, basically, I think first off, you need to start the character in Canada, which they've well, done. Yeah. A, they've done on a couple different occasions. Uh, I originally thought maybe they should do it in like the '80s. But I'm thinking it should just be the modern day. Um, modern day for the MCU, I should say, which by the time this comes out would just be the modern day, I guess. Um, but basically, for the opening segment of the film, it would actually be a flashback. Set in World War II, mm -hmm. which I know, I'm sure everyone's thought of that. Well, that's a major part of his life. And a major argument, part of, argument, of history, yeah. which he was a big part of uh, in the comics. Uh, was he even? Did they even talk about his time during the Second World War in the Fox universe at all? They mostly focused on like Vietnam and really just Vietnam. And they did a bit of the uh, Civil War. And, like, they all they had was uh, during the title sequence of Origins, yeah. they're going through multiple wars. Yeah, that's only it. I think that's the only mention of any of those wars yeah. in the comics. He's been in a lot of wars in the comics. Sorry, in the Fox movies, but in the comics, he's been in a lot of wars. Um, now, in the comics, if I'm not mistaken, and definitely in like the 90s X-Men series, like the cartoon series, uh, not only was he in the Second World War, fighting for like American, Canadian, just allied forces, he was actually a member of the Howling Commandos. Um, if I'm not mistaken, somebody can quote me on that. He was definitely part of it in the cartoon series, though. He knew Cap very well. Now, obviously, I think that'd be a little out of the blue, to just say that he knew Cap. Yeah. Not to mention it doesn't really serve a purpose. No. But what I think would be interesting, and hear me out here, is picture this, right? Screen comes on, and then you just hear like, you know, the they're just out in like the, the woods of Europe, it's raining, everything is very reminiscent of the first Avenger. Right? You you just they're in a like a camp set up for like a little military outpost, right? And then there's Logan using that name, I guess, at the time. And then maybe even James. You know, we could use the name James because that's his original name, James Allard. Uh, them sitting there with these uh, two other soldiers. And he's just, you know, cleaning his gun or whatever. And then you got these other guys just sitting there talking about Captain America on the screen of this little TV or whatever that they have in black and white, if they had that on the basis, which I think they did at the time. Right? Well, I don't know. Maybe even just over the radio. Yeah. They hear the little thing of... Remember the little thing that they made, the Captain America, the little film that they did? Yeah. The American propaganda film? Mm -hmm. Of him in his little pajama suit? Yeah. You know, reading the thing off his shield? You hear that over the radio. You have these guys talking about, you know, like the star-spangled Wonder Boy or whatever, uh, and how he's... They just find it kind of obnoxious. Yeah. And everything like that. And then they ask James, right? What do you think of it? And he says, if guy wants to run around star-spangled tights, that's his business. You know? 
Um, but regardless, everyone's very aware of Captain America's feet. This is towards the later half of the war. Because if I'm not mistaken, in the MCU, he did not, he was not there for the end of the war. No. He, he was, was about a year before that. Yeah. If not even. It was like 43 or 44 then. Yeah. Nazis haven't even fallen yet. Yeah. Um, in the MCU. Before he went under the ice. Uh, now the Halloween Commandos, we know, continued operations after he was gone. A lot of it was in secret. If not all of it. So, what I was thinking is that one of his commanders, superior officers, basically the guy that, uh, remember the dude that was played by the, the one guy from Men in Black? Yes. Yeah, the one that, that was like one of the guys he answered to? Uh, what was his name? I forget, but the general kind of you, guy. You, you know who I'm talking about. Played by the, by, yeah. Wish I could be more specific, but <laughs> whatever. Anyway, that guy comes in. And he asks for James Hallett specifically. And he comes up and he directly informs him this is literally directly after Steve Rogers went on the ice. Like within the first week. And he just goes like, Captain America is gone. We don't know where he is. Missing an action, missing an action for some killed in action. Yeah. We need someone to take control of the Howling Commandos because these missions are way too important to just let them fall to the wayside. Yeah. And we need someone who is experienced enough to not only do this quietly, but do it right. So they approach James Howell, who they know is another person, unbeknownst to him, not like he's shown them, but they know that he has powers. Uh, and the reason why he never got the same image as Captain America is obviously somebody like Wolverine doesn't have the same wondrous appeal as Captain yeah. America. So, in a way, he spent the next 80 years living in Cap's shadow by being the guy that just took his place. And unlike Captain America being this wonderful picture for America and for freedom, he was the guy that America tucked away, that, that, that the world tucked away, this Canadian that nobody wanted them to know about, um, to do these really aggressive operations. Uh, but that's what he did for the rest of the war. Uh, and that's when the movie starts. And then after that happens, skips ahead to... I guess, where do the movies end? Endgame end? 2025? 2023. 2023. It skips ahead to 2023 or whatever. And um, now you're in D.C. where Logan has this little setup and he's working this... Uh, he's working like a job on like a ship or something like off the coast. And mm -hmm. just like a really rough job that you find. He's just kind of hiding among people. Uh, goes back to his home in the little neck of the woods, right? And uh, turns on the TV, and of course, what do you find? Avengers facility, destroyed, Iron Man, killed in action, Captain America, presumed dead, mm -hmm. right? Full circle back to where everything started. Yeah. It just goes, I still can't escape this guy, mm -hmm. right? And then here's where it's going to really get familiar, and I want to know what you think of this. Um, at some point in the story, because you need something to move forward, and I can't think of a villain, but to start tying it, because more like how they built up the Avengers, I think they should kind of build up to the X-Men in a similar fashion. Um, I don't think they should just jump into the X-Men. What do you think about that? I mean, it wouldn't make sense. They would need to build it up. Yeah. Unless it was some sort of secret society. Right, and then these mutants are just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. And that's another thing that's going to be hard to explain is how does somebody like Logan, because he needs to be like a few hundred years Established, old. Established, yeah. Right. He can't just be 
you know, 40 years old or whatever. It, it doesn't work for the character. The whole thing is his history. Yeah. So, with Logan, who's now going by Logan at this point, obviously, and we don't even need to get into all the Weapon X stuff, because that's been told a million times. Um, but obviously it happened, right? Uh, eventually, it's kind of similar to the original X-Men films in a way. I understand that. Uh, somebody shows up at his doorstep, basically, looking for James Howlett. That person is rope. No, I'm just kidding. That person <laughs> <laughs> is actually Kitty Pryde. I think would actually be a really good pick because if I'm not mistaken in the comics, he takes a very fatherly role to Kitty Pride, which is what they did with Rogue in the movie. Yeah. I think bringing that dynamic with a character that I think needed a lot more time to flesh out in the original films, which just didn't get any. No. And then doesn't even exist in the current uh, X-Men films that just ended, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kitty Pride is such a popular character from the comics. Like, there's no way that she's not going to make it on the screen. Mm -hmm. So I think a really good good choice would be to get her into a film before um, the X-Men films, but it's really hard to do when not many people who aren't in the comics know who she is yeah. to just give her her own movie. I think that might be better after, if they're going to do that. If they're going to do that. So what I think is that she shows up. She's looking for James Howlett. Is it, how does she know who he is, all this stuff? Basically... She gets her powers. She's very young. She digs through some old stuff. She finds out that one of her, you know, her grandparents was a member of the Howling Commandos. Obviously, Cap's dead. Captain America's gone. She has no idea what to do, right? Uh, and they're starting to crack down on the new rise of mutants. Yeah. So she's terrified. I, didn't, I can't figure out the details yet, but basically she figures out about the second team that her grandfather or whatever was on and figures out that hey there's one still out here mm -hmm. James Hallett finds the name tracks him down shows up at his place now suddenly his past is officially on his doorstep and what does he do about that yeah right and that's how everything kicks off <laughs> what do you think about that I like it makes like it's like you have to be familiar with a character that it's the same character that you've seen before, right? Mm. Like, it's not your fault for being having similar story thing. That's a given. And I think that parental side of him is one of the key things of this character. Yeah. Um, especially in terms of the X-Men. Yeah, another interesting thing when you mentioned about BC, and another character that's a very important character to Wolverine is the Hulk. Yes. At the end of the Incredible Hulk, which is MCU, which a lot of people, for some reason, don't get, but it is... MCU canon. Is that at the end of that movie, Bruce Banner goes and hides out in BC in some little cabin. And we don't know how long he's there. Something obviously triggers himself turning into the Hulk. Mm -hmm. And then they find him in the first Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. Somewhere, I think it's like, I don't know, it's not. He's in, he's in somewhere in like Africa. Yeah. But in that time, who knows what could happen. So there's another way to retcon some old MCU stuff with. So you mentioned like he actually met because that's where the first fight was. Right. Yeah. So maybe new thing like he actually met the Hulk. Yeah. Like maybe they like like look for something like his old cabin, mm -hmm. like his old lab. And let's say, so we introduce him to the Avengers that Bruce Banner. I know this guy. He took the fight to me, hmm. and because Bruce Banner is gonna try to. Kind of like what happened when uh, Falcon yeah. discovered Ant Man. He's gonna. They have to rebuild whatever 
adventures or group they can have. Right, but I still think it'd be better for Logan and Kitty Pride to be yeah. to go to the X Men. I'm first. talking about when long term picture. Yeah, long term picture. Yeah. Is that obviously the Wolverine and the Hulk fought the first time in the comics? Yeah, like that was their first introduction of Wolverine, right? Mm. So. That was I the think, first time I he was ever on a comic be a cool homage to that. Is that the fight actually happened yeah. at some point in their right. history. And then and he never forgot it. And he knows someone other that took the fight to the Incredible Hulk. And almost took him down. Yeah, which nobody has yet. Right. Not Let alone the fight. fact that he survived the fight. Yeah. And so he's going to like, oh, this guy's somewhere out there. And he's like, and he's either extremely dangerous or he's exactly what we need. Yeah. So yeah. I think that'd be interesting to version to at least. To build up to something bigger. Yeah. I think another good thing, too, is I really liked in first class when Xavier was going on his recruiting spree. Yeah. Especially with just the whole, like, when he meets him at the bar, everything. He's like, you with the government? He's like, no. He's like, then get out of here. <laughs> I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, again, playing on familiar territory, but I think at the end of the film, it would be really good if maybe looking for Kitty Pride because Logan obviously dropped on the face of the earth. Looking for Kitty Pride, he finds Logan. And that's how everything starts with their jump to the X-Men. Yeah. Right? Um, so he gets both of them at the same time. Yeah. Right? The new Xavier shows up. And uh, wherever they're at now. Yeah. But in terms of... Who do you think would be a good... Like... like Xavier? Yeah. I've seen a lot of people saying they should race swap him. I don't know. It's, whatever happens is going to happen. <laughs> I, I know that the original purpose of the characters was supposed to be like Malcolm X and yeah. Martin Luther. And just those ideologies, yeah. but they used the mutants instead of yeah. black rights because obviously it's comics. But another thing with that is that with Magneto, he's a Holocaust survivor. That's gonna be that's, that's gonna be really difficult now. Because how long ago that was. Mm. So an interesting thing would be that if they do decide to go with the race swapping, or I guess that's what he's race swapping him, is that they could do that. Would that would that have the same impact on Magneto though? I don't know. Because obviously, like, the struggle of black community in North America and everything was yeah. rough, but the Holocaust is a whole yeah. so, like, other thing. I don't know how they would, I guess they could go, like, all make, you know, they age differently because they're mutants. They could Some do mutants do. They could like, do that them. way. But I don't know if Magneto's one of them. I mean, yeah, it's the thing. But, like, how would they do, or would they just make them really old people? I don't know, because Magneto, is a that's one of his core... Things of his character is yeah. the fact that he was in the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. um, it's like one of his key motivations for doing what yeah. he does is trying to. Base, we were talking about earlier how like pain can make you do horrible things. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing, mm -hmm. right? With so. a good reason and a good a good motivation behind it. Yeah, but really bad execution. Yeah. So like, how would they do a Magneto and a Professor X? This would be easy to do. But the way Magneto, yeah. how would they do that? Because, like, the Holocaust is very integral, but that was going on 80 years now. Mm -hmm. And So either they add some sort of longevity thing to him, yeah. and then he met Xavier when he was older. Yeah, or, like, because they've already gone with an X-Men movie taking place. Right, and in regards, you need the history between the yeah. two of them. That has to be uh -huh. a thing. You, can't not, you cannot have, have yeah. that. You know, can't not have that chance. But, um, what about Kitty Pryde? I don't know too much about her, so. No? I know it's really that Ellen Page played her. 
Um, I know like some of her powers, but I feel like that'd be a good. Good pick. She's obviously a major X Men. She's very popular. Oh, speaking of that, do you think they're gonna use <laughs> that word X Men? <laughs> uh, it's gonna be X Men. Should be X Woman. Yeah. Um. You, do you think you're asking me if I think they're just gonna go with mutants? Yeah. Just with the whole woke culture. I have no idea. I don't even know if they're. I've already had a theory that I don't even know if they'll go with. Logan being the Wolverine in the MCU. Which I think is a really bad idea. Because yeah. we, even in the Fox universe, we never actually saw him as the Wolverine. Yeah. We saw him start to be called the Wolverine. But he was never the Wolverine. Because I don't know, this whole theory is that they're going to go with the whole woke part of it and do X-23. X-23? Yeah. And have him be There's like, no way they're not going to have And they're going to have Logan as the Hank Pym to that. Hank, like how Hank Pym Yeah, but it doesn't matter how old he is. You know, he can still... I don't know. That's how it, like. Because the reason why Logan is because he was he was sick. I hope they're not stupid enough to mess it up, but I just have a feeling that could happen through Disney. I think it's a possibility, but I also know that Kevin Feige actually cares about these characters. So and, and like obviously X twenty three is going to make an appearance. I don't think personally, I don't think it's going to be in the first film. Um, Let's hope not. I don't want this to happen. But I do believe she will be in the X Men. Yeah, X twenty three is awesome, but I just have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to they just won't. not do Logan. They're just going to skip to her. I just have a feeling. I don't know why. I don't. I don't think Feige would let that happen. Personally, I, I can. It's not like I know the guy. Yeah. Just going off of his track record with the previous films, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, he's no uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Let's no. hope. Um, but I, I, I think I, I would bet like a thousand dollars that she will make an appearance at some point. I mean, she should. She should. But yeah. Lord. And there is rumors yesterday that Marvel Studios is going forward with Deadpool 3 with new writers. Is it in the MCU? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's made by Marvel Studios. Is it PG-13? I don't know. I, I just read a bit of it, so I know nothing. That's, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that was our Marvel fantasy booking, <laughs> writing, what we watched to see happen. Yeah. If it's good, who knows? But yeah, probably not. Probably not. I mean, the Killmonger part I think is good. Yeah, everything else will leave them bankrupt. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's okay. Let's at least have this conversation first before we end this, because it's gonna bother me for the rest of the day. Outside of Jared Kiso, is there anyone that comes to mind that you think I... in an ideal world? Outside of Jackman, that would be a good Wolverine. I don't know. Like, a lot of people, I don't like, I don't agree with this. A lot of people say Taron Egerton from the Kingsman movie. No. Taron Egerton's a good actor. Just not for that character. No. He could be... Make him Johnny Storm for all I care. That's actually not the worst choice. But, like, for him, like... A lot of people... Wolverine is a very specific actor. A lot of people So Tom Hardy, he's too old. He's also Venom already. Uh, he's not too old, but he's already Venom. And apparently that might be... But we're part of the multiverse. Yeah. But, and I, a lot of people say, well, if they're introducing the multiverse, why don't just have Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman. He's not going to agree to it. And that character, that story I'm, is perfect. If I'm not mistaken, he said the only reason he'd come back after Logan to reprise the character, not because he doesn't like the character, just because of how long he played yeah. the character for, is game. if Downey Jr. and Chris Evans yeah. were still there as the characters, yeah. which they are no longer there. Yeah. So. So, I, it's going to be an impossible task. Nobody's going to be happy with whoever they announce. 
No. And I'm just going to say. Some people will hate it, some people will love it. And I'll just suck it up and I'll be there opening night to watch it. That's all I know. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm a, I'm a major Wolverine fan, so whether it's a dumpster fire or whether it's amazing, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, maybe that says something about my character more than anything. <laughs> but that's, that's just it's, reality. I, I know it. Like, I bet it probably keeps Kevin Feige up at night thinking. What they're going to do? The, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Because Jackman really set the bar there, and no matter what, he's always going to be like my Wolverine. Yeah. But anyway, that's the podcast. Whatever we're calling it. Two white guys talk about things. Sure. Let's go with that. Bye. Oh, stop. Oh, that's horrible. Okay. All right. Bye. Oh no.